Welcome to 5 Minutes of Courage with Maggie Arndt. This podcast focuses on God's Word, the Bible, and how much God loves you. Our goal is to show you throughout Scripture how loved and valued you are by the God of the universe. 5 Minutes is all you need to be filled with hope, joy, purpose, and yes, courage. Now here's your host, Maggie Arndt. everybody. Welcome back to 5 Minutes of Courage with me, Maggie. We today are finding ourselves in day two in the Gospel of John, the fifth chapter. And yesterday, when we left off with our story, there was a man at the pool of Bethesda who needed healing. And so what did Jesus do? Well, he healed him and told him, roll up your mat, dude. You're all better. And so in verse nine, instantly the man was healed, he rolled up his mat and began to walk. And as I alluded to yesterday, the problem wasn't that Jesus healed him. The problem wasn't that the man could now walk or that he even rolled up his mat. The problem was the miracle happened on the Sabbath. So in verse 10, the Jewish leaders objected. They said to the man who was cured, you can't work on the Sabbath. The law doesn't allow you to carry that sleeping mat pretty serious. You can't even roll up your mat on the Sabbath. And so in verse 11, what's he do? Well, what we would all do that. The the man who healed me told me, pick up your mat and walk. He's going to blame shift. The nice man who healed me, he told me to do this. So verse 12, who said such a thing? They demanded. Verse 13, the man didn't know for Jesus had disappeared into the crowd. But afterwards, Jesus found him in the temple and told him, now you are well, so stop sinning, or something even worse may happen to you. Then the man went and told the Jewish leaders that it was Jesus who had healed him. Now, what what do we know about Jesus? He is not making friends fast, even though he goes around and he heals people, which seems, that seems like it should be a great thing. I would want to be a friend with somebody who could heal. But he is breaking rules left and right. He's breaking down barriers. And before we completely throw the Pharisees and the Jewish leaders under the bus, let's pause for a second. Because when things go against the norm, when they don't go the way we think that they should go, when we see somebody as a rebel or a rule breaker, we're not always so quick to embrace them. We might think, well, well, sure, with hindsight, we knew he was Jesus. He heals people. That's awesome. They didn't know that. And so often when Jesus somewhat cryptically alludes to who he is, they're left really puzzled. So today we pick up in verse 16, where Jesus is going to claim to be the son of God. Well, how do you think that's going to go? The Jewish leaders began harassing Jesus for breaking the Sabbath rules. And Jesus replied, my father is always working. And so am I. Well, that, that also heralds and hearkens back to the Old Testament because God had never stopped working and he had always been there. In, in, in some strange ways, the God of the Bible is a working God. In the old world, it was hardly an honorable thing to work. It was a thing for, for slaves to do. And so work and greatness barely ever went together. But nothing could be more alien to the genius of paganism than a toiling God. And yet, God was always working on behalf of his people. But the fact that Jesus just compared himself to God, my father is always working and so am I, 
His explanation shows that he didn't claim to be the father. He and the father were not the same person, but he asserted that his unity with the father was a relationship that could be described as sonship. I am the son of God, as in saying my father is always working. Well, that is not going to go well. How dare you use such a casual explanation as to who God is and who you are? Who do you think you are? And Jesus tries to explain in verse 19, I tell you the truth, the son can do nothing by himself. He only does what he sees the father doing. Whatever the father does, the son also does. The son does just like the father in a like manner. The father is not passive. Jesus is not passive. And guess what else? The father loves the son. But that is going to make the Pharisees furious. And he goes on and he talks about truth. Verse 24, I tell you the truth. Those who listen to my message and believe in God who sent me have eternal life. They will never be condemned for their sins, but they have already passed from death into life. Well, he starts confusing the situation by talking about um, going from, from death into life and from people who are in eternal life and those who hear my word will be given eternal life. And then he goes on to say that um, judgment shall not come against those people who listen to his words and hear him. You can imagine that at this point, the Pharisees' heads are literally spinning. And at which point in verse 28, he picks up with, do not marvel at this for the hour is coming in which all who are in the graves, now the people who are already dead, will hear his voice and come forth. Those who have done good to the resurrection of life and those who have done evil to the resurrection of condemnation. I can of myself do nothing. As I hear, I judge. My judgment is righteousness because I do not seek my own will, but the will of the Father who sent me this whole father-son relationship again. Jesus explained that he is qualified as a completely righteous judge because his power is in submission to God the Father. And he kept repeating the theme, the theme of, I can do nothing by myself. I do not seek my own will, but the will of the Father who sent me. Leaving the Pharisees to throw their hands up in the air, and thus began the plot, which 18 months later ended up in Jesus' crucifixion. So as you can see, the scene is getting a little bit heated, and tomorrow we are going to finish out the rest of chapter 5 with some witnesses who kind of come and testify to the veracity that Jesus is saying, that he is indeed the Son of God, and this is how you can trust that that is true. So I hope that I haven't made your head spin, but if I have, promise to come back right here tomorrow, and we will finish it all out. Be well. Thanks so much for listening today. Please subscribe to this podcast. I'd hate for you to miss out on even one minute of courage. Then share it with all your friends. If you'd like more information or would like to contact me directly, go to 5minutesofcourage.com. That's the number five and you can connect with me there.